We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Irish Breakdown. Of course, it is Mailbag Friday. I am Sean Davis from the Lucky Lucky Podcast and Irish Breakdown. And that dude is the big boss man. B. Drisk is what I call him, Brian Driscoll. Of course, I'm going to get to your comments, your questions. It's Mailbag Friday. That's what we're here for, the free fall. But some huge news for Notre Dame. You talked about what literally missing. Yes, literally <laughs> some huge news. As Notre Dame receives its first commitment of the month of June, and hopefully it will be the beginning of a lot more. And B. Driss, you can get us started talking about the young man out of Clearwater, the mm-hmm. big man out of Clearwater that is now part of the 2024 class. That would be Sean Sevillano, who is from uh, Clearwater Academy International. It is a school for international students because Sean Sevillano is Canadian. He is not an American. And so he becomes the third Canadian defensive line, former, you know, native Canadian to commit to Notre Dame on the defensive line in the last two years, which he was asked about during his commitment story today. Sean, it's very interesting how we kind of got here, you know, and, and, and I think that um, we've talked a lot about the process of what got us here. We don't need to rehash that anymore. We're going to focus on this young man. And because uh, Sean and I uh, feel the same way about the process, uh, but we're here. And Sean Civiliano has committed to Notre Dame. He's the fourth defensive lineman to commit to Notre Dame in this class. A little bit of an interesting backstory. He actually committed to Notre Dame a couple days before the news broke about Owen Wafel. <clears throat> And that kind of factored into some of the timing of the own wayful decision. And it's funny because um, we we knew that, right? You know, we couldn't say it, and that might be why we were a little had a little angst with the situation, right? right. So you got him, and, and look, the, the the big reason for this push is obviously. So Notre Dame got on him in March. They offered him in March, and that kind of began a process for this young man of really kind of blowing up a little bit as a recruit. He's someone who, when you watch the sophomore film, Sean, it's really not overly impressive, to be honest with you. There's, he's just, it's, it's not really great film. Uh, it's, it's not going to really blow you away. And his offer list reflected not great sophomore film. 
Well, then you look at his junior film and you're like, uh, this is a this is a little bit of a different deal. This kid has some ability. Uh, he was very productive. He went from five tackles for loss and I think one and a half sacks as a sophomore to 40 tackles for loss and 19 sacks as a junior. Kind of similar to the jump that if you remember that Gabriel Rubio made yeah. uh, during his junior season, although Gabriel was more productive as a sophomore, but but similar situation where you saw a big jump. Uh, as a sophomore and then all of a sudden you kind of get out this spring and he becomes a much bigger recruit people start to take more notice of him Uh, he starts to be a guy that starts getting some interest programs like Ohio State get on him Uh, obviously Notre Dame got on him and uh, Auburn got on him recently Miami got on him recently Uh, but you know his recruiting profile was really picking up and he's a guy that I don't think it's reflected in the rankings yet. I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the services dr- jump him up in the rankings, at least based on the way they talk to him. They may not now that he's committed. But Notre Dame actually got on him kind of early, Sean, relative to everybody else. When you go back and look at when they offered him, they offered him in the middle of March. That was about two weeks after Ohio State. Up until then, you know, he had had offers from, you know, Cincinnati's and Louisville's and Wake Forest and the Stanford's and Kansas's and Illinois's. But the big time schools didn't really get off on him yet. Ohio State offers March 3rd. Notre Dame offers about 11 days later. Miami, Auburn, Wisconsin all offer in May. And he got to he got an offer from Notre Dame on March 14th, and he was on campus within 11 days. And he was here for the March 25th weekend with Logan Thomas and Justin Scott, also mm-hmm. on campus that day. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And so at the time, Notre Dame was really trail was playing catch up with Ohio State. Ohio State had kind of taken that early lead. They were the first big time program to jump on him. Uh, they 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 got on him. He was a guy that they liked a lot. But there was a couple other nose tackles that they liked a little bit more, including Jaden Jackson from from uh, IMG. So they liked him. They were recruiting, but they weren't really pushing for a commitment. And what that allowed Notre Dame to do was to get in there and say, "Hey, we really like you." Got to know him. Uh, visited a school. He visited Notre Dame. 
And I think Notre Dame kind of decided pretty quickly, like this is more of the body type and the type of player that we're looking for and that we need at the nose. Uh, that kind of big, thick, really powerful type of player that brings a lot of the 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 dirty work that we that we haven't seen a ton of from Notre Dame in the last couple of years. And then when he became more of a playmaker, again, playmaker at that level, we'll break down the film and show why there's a lot of work needed if that's going to translate. You know, but standing next to him at that event, Sean, I think you were there that day as well. So you, yeah, you saw I was. Him. He's six one and a half, six two. He's yeah. not a real tall guy. Yeah. Very stout. Enormous. You talked yesterday about Keedron Young's. I mean, he's got enormous legs. <laughs> yeah, like he's got your typical nose guard gut inside, but he's got humongous legs. And he's a kid that squats. I think like six hundred pounds or something like that. Very weight room strong guy as well. And Notre Dame just felt like this is the kind of thick, stout, lower bodied kind of guy that they just don't have enough of at nose tackle. I mean, right now, really, it's only Aiden Canaan is really the only guy that fits that profile. They have a couple of the guys that are 300 plus pounds now. Gabriel Rubio's 300 pounds, but he's a 6'5", you know, a, a, just yeah. a different type of body. And so I think they just decided as much as they liked Owen Wafel as a player, they decided that they wanted to get more of this body type and this style of play where Owen Wafel's a penetrator, a playmaker, a guy that, you know, can play nose, but maybe he's better suited at three. They wanted a guy that's more of a pure nose, and this kid is a pure nose. Yeah. And so once they were able to kind of make that push and, and recruit him, recruit him, recruit him, and it just continued to climb because other schools were not necessarily pushing for a commitment, Notre Dame was willing to do so. And I think that's one of the many reasons on top of him being a high academic kid and a lot of other things. I think the Canadian pipeline helped him feel comfortable with that type of decision. He's not a native Floridian, obviously, which helps with the decision to come up north. He's actually going to be a lot closer to home now than he is than he would have been if he'd have gone to an SEC school. So that helps too. It's not your typical Florida recruitment. But uh, Notre Dame was able to get it done. And now Washington played a big role in this. I mean, he he's one who wanted this move to be made. He's one that did the heavy lifting for Sean Savoyano. You know, he's the one that went and, and uh, recruited this young man and got it done. He played a very big role. Obviously, Marcus Freeman's always involved with kids like this. But Al Washington was the driver of this recruitment, Sean. The fact that you mentioned that two of the three big linemen that were on campus that March 25th day are now in the fold, it is imperative that you go ahead and complete the trio. And right. that would be <laughs> no, that yeah, that might end up being the best, you know, visit of the spring of the spring, March 25th. And I think a real conversation took place with Justice Scott, just to throw that in there. But there is a lot that came out of there. You talked about Al Washington making the decision. Look, before we move on to class impact, Brian, I just really think that there's nothing wrong with the decision that was made by Coach Washington. We don't have a problem with identifying, you know what, this guy would be a better fit. There are just some other things in the operation of how things came out in the wash that didn't make us feel comfortable about the situation. But as far as whether or not they need to upgrade and get a guy like this in the class, yeah. oh, absolutely. That, that goes without saying. So when you look at the class impact of it, Sean, I mean, I think that's one of those things right now. I think sometimes we get a little bit too focused on, well, Georgia has a 330-pounder, so Notre Dame needs that kind of guy. They don't yeah. They don't need that kind of guy only. How, what I feel is is the ideal situation is give me a – it's with, I say with everything. Give me some diversity here. Yeah. Give me a Howard Cross, Donovan Heinish type 
mixing in in a rotation with a Sean Savoyano, Davion Dixon. And it's very clear this isn't a one-off because he follows Davion Dixon, who is a very similar type of player. I think Davion is more, far more advanced than Sean was, especially as a sophomore. I mean, yeah. Davion did as a sophomore statistically what Sean did as a junior statistically. Neither of them play against very good competition, so it has to be taken into consideration. But uh, very similar players, they're clearly looking to add some more beef to, to the position. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you look at the class, you've got three defensive ends in the class right now as far as the class impact. You met your needs there. One of your ends could potentially slide inside and be a three technique if he continues to grow, referring to Bryce Young there. But you're, you're talking about a guy that gives you not just a position nose tackle that you you wanted, but he gives you a style of play that you don't have. And, and what I have seen a lot of with Notre Dame and nose tackle is a lot of the Howard Crosses and Jason Onyes and, and Donovan Heinish type of players. Well, this gives you something different something you don't have a lot of. You have one guy like that, Aiden Kanaana. He's going to be a senior next year. It's probably his last year at Notre Dame. And I think somebody asked in the chat, you know, did the success of Chris Smith have anything to do with wanting a kid like this? And I don't know that it did or didn't, but it it, it should. Yeah. I mean, when, when you look at the fact that this is not the kind of guy you put in at nose and play him 50 snaps a game. This is a guy you kind of play 30 snaps a game, as part, 25 snaps a game as part of rotation. But when he's in there, he plays hard, he eats up space, and he's physical. And I think that's something that Notre Dame liked and needed and wanted, and now they have. And a guy that clearly some other programs that are doing very well on the recruiting trail going after. Miami recruited him, offered him recently. They were trying to get him on campus. Auburn went after him recently. They were they were trying to get on campus. He actually scheduled an official visit to, to Auburn the third week of June. He was supposed to visit Ohio State officially this weekend, but clearly that's not going to happen now. So he'll be coming to Notre Dame, I believe, next weekend, I believe, is when he's coming to Notre Dame. But he'll be back on campus for for one of these visits. So it definitely meets a need of something that Notre Dame was looking for and uh, you know, gives them a different body type of that. And we're going to just pull up some film here real quickly, Sean, and, mm-hmm. and uh, just dive into the film just a little bit and just kind of show you guys a little bit of what, uh, of what Sean brings to the table here. I like and, his first thing. Love his first name. Yeah, spells it wrong, Love but you know it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing you'll see with this kid, though, Sean, is he is he is big and he's physical. Like big meaning, like size wise, he's a real big, strong kid. I'll, I'll say this: as you watch this film, there's two things that are just tremendously problematic for this young man. Number one is he really doesn't know how to use his hands, and number two, for a short guy, he plays way too high. I mean, he almost stands – I mean, look at that. He stands straight up at the snap, and he does that constantly. And that's why I say, like, the projection right now is not great. He's going to have to improve the technique a lot. Like, a a, a snap like that against good players is you're getting stoned. You're not not coming at Rocco Spindler or Billy Kristoffic where you literally stand up and then go and expect to have success against anyone that's good. He's just bigger and stronger and more athletic than the people he's going against. That that really says a lot about it. And so that's something that needs to get fixed. And there's gonna it's, he's gonna need a lot of work on that. His hand play needs a lot of work. But what you can't teach Sean is the power that he brings to the table, the size, the natural girth. He's not a kid that's 300 pounds because he's fat. I mean, he's a kid that can completely reshape his body and still be over 300 pounds. I mean, he is a thick young man, very broad-shouldered, 
as I said earlier, tremendously big lower body. I mean, really thick lower body. You could even see it in sweats. When your legs look thick in sweats, he was wearing sweats that ass on. When your legs look thick in sweats and they're not like tight sweats, you know what I mean? Like they're typical baggy sweats, but you still, you know, you have a big lower body. And this young man certainly has that. He has, he has good vertical quickness, Sean. I think he definitely flashes good vertical speed on film, uh, comes off the line quickly. I don't love his lateral quickness. His change of direction isn't great, uh, but he's a nose tackle. You know, I mean, I'm not recruiting him to have him chasing down, you know, outside zone all day. You know, I think he's a kid that plays with a good motor. He just has to really work on. I mean, that play right there, Sean, like, look, look at the, the, here's the deal. This this is a highlight play. Yeah. Up, not quick off the ball. It lets them get into his body. If he's going against, you know, Anthony Knapp and Peter Jones, right. Or gear, you know, he's getting, he's getting whooped pretty good on those type of plays. And that's why you have to take his production with a little bit of a grain of salt. He is a, he's raw. In my opinion, this young man needs a lot of work, which shouldn't necessarily be a surprise when you, when you know his background, but he's putting in the work. I mean, he's constantly tweeting out videos and he, he certainly puts the work in the weight room. I think he's willing to work or just someone who just needs the coaching. And I think that's a that's what Notre Dame is banking on. They're banking on that, hey, this is a kid that if he was coached well and did play with great leverage, he'd be a lot more dominant. And there might be some Bamas and, you know, uh, Georgias in on him. And so I think that's something that uh, that that you see f- from Notre Dame, but certainly has really nice, quick vertical speech. On let it. me let me tell you something that he adds, in my opinion, from watching the film. It's an intangible. I think he plays with a good motor. I think he plays with attitude. I think he has a piece of nastiness on the inside that Notre Dame might not have on that defensive line. Notre Dame has some good players on the inside, but do they have that straight, nasty guy on the inside? He's raw. He's going to get better, but he's always going to have that attitude. He's always going to have that motor. And you talk about projecting, not needing him freshman year, when you have the two kids that you have coming in for the fall mm-hmm. and uh, with Brendan Vernon, man, man, I don't know why his name's escaping. Bubakar right or, or Bubakar and right. Armel coming in. Right. Devin Houston comes back for his injury. So you have depth there. He comes in. You don't really need him. Like we need you to play immediately. No, you can sit down and we can put you on the Jason Onye package. That's what we're going to put you on the Jason right. Onye package, different positions, but we're going to put you on that package and that road to let you develop. And when you hit, okay, right. fine. And I, I fully expect him by the time he gets to his – if he comes in early, by the time he gets to his second spring, I think he's going to be an impactful player because of his attitude and the ingredient that that brings to that defensive line is something that's a little different than, like you said, for 20 to 25 plays is going to be needed. But I agree with you on everything you said physically about the assessment. Way too high technique. And to be that strong, if he can learn how to play with his hands. Sean, I think that's where you nailed it, though, at the beginning of what you were just saying, though, is this kid brings a – I mean, you can't teach the size. You can't teach the strength. I mean, you can can enhance the strength in the weight room, which they have. But, you know, look, I don't care how hard I would have worked out in the weight room. I was never going to squat six, 700 pounds. I just – that wasn't my body. That wasn't my potential from a strength standpoint, right? Right. The strength and the power has to be there. 
the other side, I've always, I, I say this about receivers all the time, right? I'm a receivers coach. I don't care if a kid knows how to run a route. That's what I get paid to do. I need to know yeah. that the kid has the speed, the foot quickness, the hips and all those other types instincts and all that. To your point, like that right there, that, that this was, this was like a, and he's making plays and it's like, that's not really a highlight, but the, the, the tools are there, right? I mean, the strength yeah. is there. You see the really nice closing speed. Part of the reason he doesn't look, I think he's, he's, I, I've seen some people put stuff on Twitter like, oh, this kid changes direction well and he moves well laterally. I don't see that, right? But I don't care if he's a nose tackle. I need a guy that can be physical, that can hold up at the point of attack and can yeah. shoot gaps and penetrate and be disruptive. And he can do that when he is right. Now, the problem is he doesn't look overly quick off the ball for most of the snaps because he stands up and then goes. That's something that can be taught. There's some workout videos where you see him where his first step coming off the ball is really nice. I mean, it's really good because he's being whoever's working with him is is focusing on staying low, staying low, staying low. Once that starts to translate to the football field, he'll be even more impactful. Now, where I don't think he's going to be an impact player at Notre Dame is I don't see him being a a um, productive player. It's it's sore. Um, it's one of those things where I don't see him being a 15 tackle for loss type of guy, you know, and he's very productive in high school. The impact is going to be your linebacker, mate, your middle linebacker had nine solo tackles because they were on this kid two gap. I mean, double teaming him the whole game and couldn't get off the double team. That's what two gapping is. So basically when we say a difference between one gap and a two gap defensive lineman, let's explain that, especially as a nose. Two gap means I'm responsible for two gaps. I'm responsible for the A gap and the A gap, A gap, strong A gap weak. Or I'm responsible for the A gap and the B gap to the strong or to the weak. You, basically, you've got to hold your point, and then you've got to be able to get off and play and clog up both gaps. A one gap guy is like, hey, you're penetrating. You're responsible for the A gap weak or the A gap strong. One particular gap. Hey, you're slanting into the B gap strong or B, B gap weak. You're responsible for that. And that's what a 3-4 does. So a 3-4 defense, basically, you have three defensive linemen, but they're taking up five to six gaps because the way that they're playing. And then that's meant to occupy blocks, which allows your linebackers to run free. There's other ways to get your linebackers free. Penetration can help with that too. But it is nice to be able to have some stout guys that can just be physical and allow your linebackers to kind of run free. Guy that you can be a a really a physical nose can just crash the A-gap hard, force the double team. And next thing you know, your three technique is stunting around, looping around on a twist, and he's getting free for a big play because your nose tackle is able to just push the double team back or keep those guys occupied. Those are the ways that a guy like him is going to be impactful to me, Sean, if he is going to be impactful is more of that to where his performance leads to production for other people. And then he'll occasionally have the tackles for losses and things like that. But it's more so about the impact that he's going to have, or he should have hopefully has as someone that's taken up a lot of space and eaten up a lot of space. I think that's really where, where I can see him uh, having the bigger impact. He's a work in progress. He's going to need time. Yeah, That's okay, honestly. I mean, that's fine. Notre Dame will have some guys that can play that position early on. And he's also the kind of kid, too, Sean, that if he's an early enrollee, the pad level thing, you can have corrected yes. enough where he can help you as a freshman. Absolutely. You know, is playing five, ten snaps, giving you some yeah. big boy snaps. Because the thing about him is he won't need time to develop the size and strength to play as a, in college. I mean, he's going to show up another name with that. So, so like a guy like um, Jason Onye needed time in the weight room before he was ready to play, right? I mean, right. he was a, you know, he was a basketball player, you know, all that type of stuff. We've talked about that. 
he needed time to get from 245 to 295. I mean, that was just something that he needed. This is a kid that physically is going to be one of your stronger defensive linemen the minute he enrolls on in campus. It's kind of like Charles Jagasaw. Like Charles Jagasaw doesn't need time to get stronger and bigger and all that. Charles Jagasaw needs to learn how to play the game of football better, like at a college level. That's where he, he needs to work, and that's where this kid is going to need to work as well. So there's definitely some tools, unique skill set, and that's why Notre Dame has made him a made him a priority and decided to go the direction that they did. So they added uh, Sean Savignano to the class. Now Notre Dame has a 300 pounder. For all of you that have been clamoring and complaining about they don't have enough 300 pounders, you know, yeah. there you go. This is and it's funny. He's the first 300 pounder they've signed. They have some 300 pounders on their current team, but he's the first guy that committed or and or signed with Notre Dame that's 300 pounds since Aiden Kanaana. That's the last time that Notre Dame had a guy that was 300 pounds when he committed to Notre yeah. Dame. So he certainly brings some beef. You don't have to. You don't have to pump him up to get him over 300 pounds <laughs> from a defensive standpoint the reason i point this out we have seen his body types be used consistently by programs like byu mm-hmm. utah they go get those guys in the middle might not be as athletic as a bear alexander or Jalen carter but what they do in the scheme of the defense they are trained to do that and be really good at it. And what it does is it frees. I think we saw this with the way Utah played. I think their big guys only played on first down, and immediately they would change the defensive line and go to more of a spread attacking defensive line and then really loose their linebackers and started putting a lot of pressure on Caleb Williams. He hurt himself, and then Utah kind of took over the game. But it was really on the first down where they used their big guys to kind of stifle that run game because ultimately when you watch USC, Lincoln Riley wants to run the ball. That's he what wants to be balanced does. for sure. He wants to be yeah. balanced for sure. That's really what killed Notre Dame, their ability to run the ball because they were pressuring Caleb Williams early in that game right. and getting to him. Couldn't bring him but down. Running the, running the ball is really what got Notre Dame on their heels. I think this guy is going to fit into that mold. I think he's going to fit into, like, like you said, this is your purpose. Early on, this is what we want you to do. We're going to give you first downs and some other type of package as you grow. I'm very interested when you start getting these big guys that Notre Dame hasn't had. How does that impact the defense moving forward? Because now you're talking about a guy like Al Golden or whoever the defensive coordinator might be in the future. These are tools that they haven't had at Notre Dame. And then that impacts your linebackers for sure and their ability to go and make plays. Well, Sean, one of the things I've said, you've heard me say this, I've joked, and, and I'm serious I'm, I'm serious about the want, but I'm not serious about the consequences. I've joked that I would tell my defensive line coach, so you better go get me a Polynesian kid every year. Like, you better give me one Polynesian kid every year, or you're fired. Now, I'm joking about the fired part, but I'm not joking about the need for that kind of player. Well, what am I talking about? Those That tends to be where you get a lot of those short, big, physical, I don't know, uh-huh. like a team like, Mm, Utah gets all the time, uh-huh. right? Yeah, and this kid's not Polynesian, I don't believe, but he—that's the body type that we're talking about. Yeah, is this kind of body type? You got Davion Dixon in the 2025 class, so I don't want a defensive line made up of only those dudes, but you do need those guys as part of your rotation. Yeah, and I think that's something that we can all agree on. So you may not like the process of how they got here. My big issue with this is more about the my evaluation of Owen Wafel, 
I, I, I don't see this kid as being a difference maker, an impact player, the productive player, high-level four-star guy. I gave him a three-and-a-half-star grade. But not every kid is recruited to be the next Bryant Young. Some guys are being recruited to recruit a very important role. And this kid is being recruited to play a very important role. It may not be the same role that Bubakar Traore was recruited to play or Logan Thomas or Cole Mullins are recruited to play where you're supposed to be more of a playmaker or where what they want, they're not recruiting him to fill the role that that they would otherwise get from Justin Scott. I think what this does do a little bit though, is this lets Justin know, Hey, anyone telling you that we're going to play you at the nose, this is evidence that that we're not going to play at the nose because we got a nose in this class now. And, and, you know, so it's, that's what this kid's role will be. And if he does anything beyond that, that's great. And I, but I think he gives you that thick, physical, I think nasty demeanor that you mm-hmm. pointed out, Sean, the power and the girth that you need to be to, to have as a weapon against teams that really want to run the football. Yeah. And I think they didn't have that. They didn't have that big boy they could put in over the center last year when they needed to play big boy football. They always had to work on penetrating. Well, the problem with when you've got penetrators, only penetrators, is if certain guys miss gaps or if linebackers aren't able to do certain things and it's big plays, yeah. it's nice to be able to also throw someone in there that's going to make that center work a little bit just to get off the, off the snap. And I think that that's what this kid does. Well, big weekend for official visits as Notre Dame gets their first official visit weekend started and no better way than to start it with a commitment from a big man, Sean Zabilano Jr., Clearwater Academy International High School down in Clearwater, Florida. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.